Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of She's a New Yorker. I don't know why, but I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I know. I don't think we've recorded an intro or recorded in a while. Right? I just, well, no, we recorded to like two weeks ago. True. We're just really ahead. You guys have a lot of content to look forward to. You're welcome. Yeah. We're ahead and we're tired. <laughs> we're tired. Today I was very um, tired. I was exhausted. I like was I... walking home from work and like I was so busy I didn't really eat lunch and I like felt wobbly and I was like, oh God, just please make it home. I just been like last week I wasn't sleeping well all week and oh your aura ring's been failing you so my aura ring's been like so pissed at me and I was like I need just one night of a good sleep score like I'm I'm getting it and I think it was it was Tuesday night because you were at that event and I was literally like sitting here and I was like do I go should I just go with her should I just not should I just go with her and I was like no 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 tonight is all about me and my sleep and I got in bed at like 8 30 yeah I read because whenever I read before bed I hate I just like would rather scroll TikTok but like I forced myself to read because I knew I was gonna sleep well I took two melatonin gummies I took a CBD drop under my tongue (laughs) and read my book and I put my book down at like 9 15 I was asleep by 9 30 and I worked from home the next day, so I didn't even set an alarm because I was like, I'm definitely going to be awake before nine o'clock. Yeah. I got an 88. That's the highest I've ever gotten. That's really high. I'm but so close to 90. that's a lot of sleep. And if you haven't listened to the Living Fuel episode, you should go back and listen to it. You'll get all the tips and tricks about sleep and the aura ring. Yeah. But, and you got all your sleep before midnight, like a lot of it. And that was something they said, so... Yeah, no, I ended up with like nine and a half hours. I got like an hour and 11 minutes of REM sleep, which is unheard of for me. That's a lot. Um, No, I slept so well, but like, I was just like, oh, had I just held on for another like 30 minutes, maybe I would have gotten a 90. I've never gotten in the 90s. You're ridiculous. (laughs) I'm going to try one of like, maybe next week or something. (laughs) I'll focus. (laughs) Focus on your sleep. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't get any sleep that night. Um, I was an animal actually. Oh yeah. I woke up to your text messages and I was like, this girl has not slept. Yeah. So we haven't recorded in a while, but honestly, I feel like not that much has been going on. No. Recently. I mean, like I told you, I feel like I've been blacked out my whole life. Yeah. I I feel like where I am, who I'm seeing. I feel like now summer's starting to pick up, but like. Yeah, now we're like really in summer and 4th of July weekend is around the corner. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Tomorrow, everybody, we are releasing some very exciting news. So stay tuned on our Instagram for that. 
we will be hosting a workout class at Topping Rose in Bridgehampton, followed by a tasting of Philia with Lily Geiger. If you haven't listened to our very first episode with the co-founder of The Nest, Colette Dong, please do because that's the workout class. And if you haven't listened to our episode with Lily, also please go ahead and give that a listen for some context behind the event. It's going to be really fun. I feel like the piece of feedback we kept getting after Colette's episode is everyone was like, oh my God, in this class, a trampoline, what? Like, I want a trampoline. So this is your opportunity to try it. It's also the perfect way to kick off your 4th of July weekend in, get a workout in before the partying starts. It's on the 3rd. So, and it's nice and early. So right afterwards, you'll have time, go home, shower, get your booty to Montauk or wherever the hell you're going. (laughs) And yeah, you have plenty of time. So we have very limited spots. It will be released on our Instagram, the link to book tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern. That's that on that. This week, we have a very exciting guest. Yeah, she's an artist. I think our first artist. Our first artist, yes. Her brand is Law City. We met her in the city a few years ago, like three. Yeah. Four almost now. Where were we? Oh God, I don't know. I feel like a house party or something. I don't know. And like we kind of just vibed with her. Where were we, dude? Oh my I'm God, this is gonna, gonna bother me. That. Cause like we just kind of connected with her, and then she was like kind of doing art on the side back yeah, then. Yeah, when we met her, she was. She was um, doing art on the side. She works with pills. Her art is absolutely incredible. The story and the philosophy behind her, like, type of art is really cool. We get into all of it, but she's now doing this full-time. So if you're looking for her, it's L-O-Z-C-I-T-Y on Instagram, on TikTok, and we'll post some stuff, some of her art, so that you could see it. Um, and we talk about where you could find her in the episode. She's a really cool story. We do the five F's with her because she's also a New Yorker. So stay tuned for the end of the, at the end of the episode for the five F's and keep an eye out for our link to come bounce with us and taste with us Sunday, July 3rd. Enjoy this episode. Please don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe. So why don't we just hop right into it? Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, where you live now, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. So um, my name is Laz City um, and I am an artist, a contemporary visual artist. Um, I am currently living in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. So were you always an artist from when you were younger like did you always have a talent uh uh hmm, that's a hard question I guess I would say I always did art like I always loved it Mm -hmm. I did a bunch of art classes I took um like various like advanced art classes throughout my childhood um 
And then I would do it for fun in college, but it wasn't until really the last three years that I started doing it um, as more like career oriented. Um, And then I didn't really go full-time until last year. So this is all kind of new, but I was always making and creating art. It just wasn't like a coherent collection, um, which is what I'm doing now and what I'm selling now. Um, And then I guess before the last like two years, I wasn't selling any of those pieces. They were just like for fun. Oh, wow. I didn't realize how new this like full-time venture for you was. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, um, I was working in an office after college. So I was kind of doing this collection on the side of my full-time office job. Um, And yeah, it wasn't until the pandemic that people saw my art online and wanted to buy it. So for the first two years of making this collection, I didn't have a single sale. Um, So yeah, this is all, it's all kind of new, I guess in the last like two, two years now. Um, but yeah, the, I've been full-time probably, I mean, almost less than a year, I'd say. So, uh, that part's very new wow. <laughs> taxes this year were crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure like going yeah. from working an office job and whatnot to being your own boss and employer. Um, oh, yeah. that's really cool though. You like literally turned your side hustle, like passion project into a full-time career. Yeah, I got really lucky. And I guess uh, the only downfall is uh, I don't have health. Well, I have health insurance now, but it's a lot more money than I used <laughs> yeah, to pay. Totally. Downside, but everything else is much better. And I right. highly recommend this for people who are able to do it. It's cool, but it is a ton more work than my office job was. So I'm sure. something I definitely didn't anticipate. Yeah. So you said like in co- you went from college to then an office job. What did you study in college? Did you study art? Were you self-taught? Like, do you have any mentors? Yeah. So I, in college, studied communications for television, um, which was also what I did for six years in an office. So I was working for a television company and I did some art classes, um, mostly because I thought I would do uh, like more graphic design uh, stuff for television. That's what I initially was intending to do. I actually ended up in um, like technology, so didn't need any art skills at all. So wow. I did art classes, um, graphic design, and maybe like photography or something. But um, no, it was mostly just me self-teaching, um, especially, I guess, now that a lot of my art pieces in, in this collection, um, I get well soon pill collection, Um, it's all new skills. I had never worked with any of the materials or mediums that I work with today prior to this collection. It was something I had the inspiration to do it. And then I started watching every single YouTube video and reading all these articles. And um, I still kind of do that today because I'm always taking on these new projects and I have no idea how to execute them. So I'm always self-teaching and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to learn a bunch of new skills. Like all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. So did any specific artist like inspire you or did you have a mentor one or like you totally kind of thought of your whole aesthetic and vibe on your own? And then going off of that, like how did you decide to do art with Hills and whatnot? Because it's like so unique and different. Yeah, well, I didn't I never really had a mentor, Um, but I guess I I would consider a couple of my like friends mentors, my friends that are in the art space. Um, and those are the same people that have inspired me. And I definitely, I mean, 
I, you, I love art and I always loved and looked up to a bunch of contemporary artists. So I think my style in my artistic uh, or my collection and also just like myself as a brand, I definitely take inspiration from those artists that I look up to. Um, like Cause is a huge mm-hmm. um, inspiration for me. Um, I guess like obviously Damien Hirst, right. uh, Basquiat. So um, I kind of take a lot of different pieces from different artists that I like and um, use that as inspiration for um, just my general overall outlook on my brand and my career. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, I don't have a mentor, but I did have early on in my collection when I was posting it online before I started selling it, I had one of my friends, Dirk Cobain, reach out to me. He's an LA street artist and he wanted to do a uh, collab together. So I did that with him and I learned a lot through him just by becoming friends. Um, And then from there, I branched out and collaborated with a bunch of other artists and street artists. So um, I think I've learned a lot from all of my friends who have been in the space longer than me. Um, And your last question, the inspiration for this, um, I won't be too detailed about it, but um, basically my entire Get Well Soon collection is based off of a German... um, philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer and he believed that the world is like constant endless suffering and the only way that we can temporarily suspend our suffering is to experience art so listening to music or looking at a masterpiece painting and I thought that was obviously a very funny and morbid view of the world right so I wanted to yeah it was I mean hysterical but I wanted to modernize that and uh so I was thinking what do we do today to uh temporarily suspend our suffering and oh my god so that was kind of the inspiration um and then I just immediately started doing research on other artists that have worked with pills Dirk Cobain being one of them um Damien Hirst Ray Geary are just a couple off the top of my head so um it's it wasn't a new thing to work with pills but this concept in particular was new at the time that I was doing it like four years ago Wow, that's so cool. I really, I mean, I really like the inspiration behind it. And then how yeah, do you... It's such a cool, like, yeah. philosophy. How do you... Interesting. Um, how do you, like, get the products for Yeah, how do you art? get so many pills? Right. Like, it, it's like, you must have to rob a Dwayne Reed every time you, you're <laughs> trying to make Especially if it's, like, something piece. that's a prescription. Like, like, okay, Advil, fine, or whatever. But, like, you have so many different Even um, mediums that you use. Like, how do you get access to it? Is it like a real pill that's being used in the art? Yeah. So all of the pills I use in um, all of my art pieces are real, Um, but I don't, I want to say I don't usually use any prescriptions at all, um, especially not controlled substances. So no opioids, no like Adderall, nothing like that. I would never, um, or I guess I wouldn't be able to legally uh, sell a piece like that. Right. Um, Got it. I don't really have the legal backing to be able to support myself to do that. Right. So I don't use any prescription pills. Um, what I do is, I mean, because I'm using over-the-counter pills, I can buy them. I buy them online. I buy them from pharmacies, but I also have a recycling program. So people can send me their expired uh, over-the-counter pills. Again, no prescriptions, but if they have like a bottle of Advil that they found in the back of you know their cabinet, yeah. they will send it to me. Um, and I also have a bunch of collectors who are doctors and they get samples of pills. So they'll get like 
you know, 80 mini bottles of aspirin or whatever, and they can only use so much of it and then it expires and there's nothing to do with it. So uh, this is kind of like a fun alternative way to recycle those pills um, so they don't end up in landfill or you don't have to go to the take back program. So um, it's just kind of like an alternative way uh, to recycle what you didn't need into art for other wow, people. That is so, so interesting. A That's lot a of the idea. pieces are filled with expired pills. Yeah, I would say most of them, unless it's like a new, unless there is a lot of pills that I'm using, like, for example, a giant piece that yeah. is custom piece um I would have to buy and some uh to be able to fill it up um and then also like custom pieces when people specifically are asking for a certain kind of pill right bought but um something I like to remind people because people are always like oh like is that wasteful if you're using pills that are not expired um and there's no shortage of any of the pills I use. And I've made sure of that. Um, there's never in this country been a shortage of like Benadryl or Advil. Um, and I'm not like going and buying the last bottle. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so that's what I have to say about, um, I guess, wasting pills that aren't expired, but most of them besides those are expired pills. So I get a lot, a lot from my doctors and, um, yeah, other collectors and other people that have just e- extras, that is it's such a good idea. Like I wouldn't even. I didn't know that like, was a I've, thing. Yeah, I now didn't I'm thinking think... about it and I've had recycled. I just now like went to clean my desk out at my old office and I had like a bottle of Tylenol. I had a yeah. bottle of Advil and it's like, okay, that's, those are two years old. You should not be taking them. Right, right. And I think a lot of people realize that they have all that. Right. And so people um, now that they know my program exists, they'll save up these expired pills and eventually whenever they see me or whenever they have time they'll send me everything and well now that uh, I know I know <laughs> I'm definitely yeah, gonna have everybody stuff. anyone listening send your expired pills <laughs> yeah no please um only over the counter yeah um, but yeah it would be greatly appreciated and it would be turned into art do you have like a favorite pill that you work with like do you prefer Advil to Tylenol <laughs> actually I love that question I've never been asked that so I think aesthetically, I mean, I love the hot pink Benadryl, but they're Same. the worst to work with. Really? They're so, yeah, they're such a pain in the butt. They, um, they're just really, uh, I mean, they're small, so that's annoying right. in the first place, but it's just difficult to handle. Um, I guess my favorite, I really like any kind of, not a, not a capsule. So the capsules are the ones that like break apart. So anything that's not that. So it would be um, like a tablet, I guess. So anything that's been pressed into a little shape and then like coated with a color okay so Advil or Tylenol um, like those or gel yeah right the gels the gels can be annoying too um because there's a liquid inside so those are handled uh, they're just a little more difficult to work with but I do love how those look so uh yeah multi multi answers so what's the average number of pills you use for a piece and like what's the I'm sure it varies like what's the biggest piece you've done and how long does like it take about like let's say from someone coming to you and giving having an idea or like you having your own idea and until creation yeah um yeah I it depends on the size um of the pieces of how many pills are going to be in it and also the size of the pills determines uh how many I use as well so for like the Benadryls or the aspirin I'm going to be using usually hundreds to thousands of those 
um, especially the aspirins, they're so tiny, they're, you know, this big. And so for those, I'm using thousands. Um, I did recently do a 20 inch by 20 inch piece, which was one of the larger pieces I've done um, with a background of pills. And I, I was using a, probably like capsules that are this big. And again, I want to say like hundreds of maybe thousands. Oh it's hard God. to keep track. Actually, I want to say definitely thousands now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. Cause I probably like 20 bottles worth of pills. So, um, but yeah, really hard to keep track. Definitely a lot. Oh my God. <laughs> a lot of pills. When you buy in bulk, do you need some sort of special permission to do it or like it's no problem? Nope. So yeah, because nothing is controlled substance. It's I all fine. have no, yeah, no issues. I do know that some pharmacies uh, don't let you buy certain kinds of Benadryl or certain kinds of allergy medicine uh, in bulk or unless you're a certain age. And I usually avoid those um, because I don't want any legal trouble. Right. Um, so yeah, no, no issues with, with buying things in bulk, really. I mean, anyone can do it in theory, but it is extremely expensive and I'm not like getting deals on, on what I'm buying when I buy it, which again is mostly supplemented by, uh, the recycled pills or the expired pills. Yeah. It must get expensive. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like they're not cheap. No. Um, so how do you deal with, like, I feel like we see it a lot all the time in the art world. Um, artists copying ideas or taking your ideas. Is there any way legally, let's say like you can patent an idea or like your, your aesthetic, like is very unique. So have you ever had to deal with someone like trying to copy your style? Like how do you handle that? Yeah. So, um, there's no way to patent an idea or, or do a copyright on an idea. Right. All my pieces are copyrighted. So if someone were to create an exact piece of mine and say it's a law city piece, I would have legal standing there. Got it. Um, but if they create a piece that's say similar, but um, maybe different, like, I guess, idea or general design, that is uh, legally acceptable. But in the R word, art world it's very uh looked down upon to copy and and I guess for me I have dealt with that in the past where people have copied my pieces exactly and or claimed it was me or copied it um and didn't give me credit um it was a bigger deal when I was first starting out in Mm -hmm. this journey of this career um I was not a, a known artist not that I am now but um, in the beginning, it was really hard because uh, I didn't have any collectors at that point. I really didn't have any sales and already people were copying me online. So um, that was really hard to handle at first. Now that I have a lot of people who do support me and appreciate original artists and kind of see um, the worth in an original art, um, it's less of a big deal now. For me, it's more flattering. I mean, it, it depends on the situation. Obviously, if someone's trying to sell an exact replica, that's a problem. And I do have a relationship with Etsy, so I can get um, some of those taken down. But for the most part, at this point, I kind of just, I see it happening. It's it's flattering. And I kind of um, am just advancing my own collection. So um, 
you know, they can never, they can't copy something that I'm about to drop or right. um, I'm just always advancing my own ideas and dropping new things. Very cool. How many pieces do you keep on hand? Like, I'm sure, you know, as you mentioned, like you'll do like commissioned pieces or like people will come to you with like an idea or a specific pill, et cetera. But how many pieces do you keep like on hand ready? So that depends. I mean, in the beginning of my career, like I told you, I had, I had zero sales. So for like two years, I kept every piece I made. So yeah. my room was like, pile. I didn't have a studio at the time. So it was my bedroom piling up with my pieces and I was releasing them, but they, no one had anywhere to buy them, nor do I think anyone really wanted them. No one knew who I was at that point. And, um, I wasn't marketing it in any way. Um, and then when people, um, started to become interested in buying my pieces, um, eventually I ended up selling out. So for a while I had zero pieces at home and it was very funny. Um, now I keep my mess up pieces. So I do have pretty much like a whole wall of pieces that were like trainings when I was working with new pills or new materials. I train myself to work with the materials. And unfortunately, um, there's a lot of mistakes when I do that. So I have a lot of um, mess up pieces and I'm not going to dispose of those um, for the memories and also right. the lessons. Um, and then at this point, it's pretty much just anything that I'm either just about to drop or haven't sold. Um, do you have a favorite piece that you've ever created? Hmm. A favorite. Well, I think it's hard not to appreciate the piece that initially helped me, um, I guess, get my name out there. And yeah. that was um, the pieces that had the saying, but did you have fun? That was yeah. for a very long time, my most popular um piece and I redid it in a couple different ways but people um really saw that piece and that's kind of how I went um I guess viral or whatever got a, mm-hmm. a couple million views online and that's how I was able to sell out and quit my job um was that piece so I that's definitely a favorite but I also do really love my original collection which was just plain no design no sayings just plain pills in a solid color block I yeah, did I remember so those yeah and those are um, really cool too yeah they're I think looking back like I think now compared to my more um uh I guess like decorative pieces they would be like perceived as boring or just not as exciting but I always just thought that they were so interesting to see all the pills lined up for the probably first time that anyone's ever seen pills lined up like that right um, and then it just creates like a solid color. I don't know. I always, I loved that, but, um, but I probably won't do any more of those anytime soon. Yeah. that I loved like when we first met you and like we started following you on Instagram, I remember those and I thought it was so cool because you also like, if you're standing far away or like, if you're not looking at it close up on a phone or whatever, it looks like just a solid color. Yeah. And then as you get closer, you're like, oh my God, those are pills. Like, it's just so, it's so cool. It is very cool. I just thought that really brought out like the juxtaposition of like pills in our own society where, you know, you step back and you see the solid color and then you move closer and you notice that it's pills. I feel like that kind of represents what pills are to us because mm-hmm. um, we can have a great relationship to it. It can be very helpful for people. Birth control, you know, can help a lot of women 
But then as you get closer, you can see that there's a lot of negatives and dark sides to pills, like the opioid crisis and, um, you know, addiction and, and stuff like that. So I, I really liked that that was able to highlight that juxtaposition, um, my earlier pieces and um, my newer pieces um, don't have as much of that, um, but they're still just as powerful in a, in a different way. Going off of that, do you feel like your practice has changed and do you see like where you see yourself going and your career going? Yeah, I mean, right. My own skills, I think, have definitely uh, developed over the last like four, three or four years since this collection began, um, again, specifically with these new materials that I had never worked with before. In the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing and I was using um you know, whatever I could find around the house to make it work. And now I think I was able to um, do more research and more trial and error and figure out what I needed and what kind of materials work best with, um, you know, certain pills and how fast I need to work and stuff like that. So I, I definitely a huge improvement there. Things go a lot smoother now. I'm having less errors than I used to. Um, But it's still, I'm still, I mean, when I bring in a new, pill, for example, or a new idea that I had that I'd never done before. Um, that's another layer of trial and error. So something that I started doing, well, I guess at this point, a couple months ago, but now um, I've gotten a couple pills that were uh, recycled to me. They were expired and they were white. Um, and I don't love working with white pills uh, just because I am a colorful, I, I like the colors. I think they are powerful. And um, so for the white pills, I didn't know what to do with them for the longest time. And what I started doing was coloring them myself. Um, oh, wow. So, How? Yeah. Um, I've, again, trial and error. I tried a bunch of different things. I ended up, I think the easiest, uh, most effective thing is spray painting them. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, but it's kind of complicated because depending on the pills, spray paint, and again, if, if it doesn't dry quickly, it, it might start to erode the pill. Right. Um, so that, again, it was just another, another thing I had to teach myself pretty much. Um, and, uh, but yeah, now I, I think I've mastered that now too. So um, every single day I'm learning a new skill and developing these, these, uh, these skills. That is so cool. When you think of like an idea, do you immediately like have to write it down or like, are you running to your studio? Like when you get that like new idea, like what do you, what is your, what do you first do? Yeah, I have notes in my, I mean, I have like a notebook, like a physical notebook, right. but I have a note app in my phone and I yeah. write down every single idea and it is very, very long. I yeah. create things for, for years, unfortunately, like time limitations and money limitations only allow me to do so many projects at once. Um, but yeah, I, I get a lot of ideas and I usually have to write them down immediately and then if they're possible and practical and if they work with my schedule, I'll give them a go. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that I'm doing this full time though, I do have to be more conscious of what I'm taking on. So I can't just like decide tomorrow that I'm going to use oil paint for the first time. I'm not an oil painter. I've worked with acrylic. Um, I've worked with a lot of spray paint, never done oil. And so it would be pretty uh, not a good business idea for me to start doing oil tomorrow um, so that's something I have to keep in mind as I, as I make my, and execute my, my ideas that I have. Yeah. You have to almost like balance like the creative with the practical. 
Yeah. Right. Right. Which is in a lot of ways, very limiting. I, right. If I could afford to have someone take over the business side of things for me, um, which is something that I'm looking into and is the direction I'll, I'll head to. Um, I think that would be very helpful and allow me to be a little more um, adventurous mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm doing everything when it comes to this business. So uh, yeah, it's limiting right now. So what do, do you ever feel like you hit like a creative wall or you're like having a hard time getting inspired? And what are some ways that you do get inspired? Like, is it like traveling some, like what are, what are the, I guess the biggest things that do inspire you? Yeah, well, I definitely hit creative walls. Um, I, that mostly happens when I get burnt out, which I think is, I, I mean, I assumed everyone got burnt out. It's like shocking to me that people don't. Um, I will work nonstop every day for like two months. I won't talk to people. I won't hang out with people. I'll just work every day and I'll be on a roll and then I'll just burn myself out and crash for a couple of weeks, um, which is not good and Mm. something I should work on. Um, (laughs) But how I get out of that usually um, after I'll have like a week or two of just being much lazier um, and just unproductive in general is for me, I love to learn which sounds stupid, but um, I love to learn just really anything, but specifically philosophy and psychology um, are two of my major interests. And that's why my collection is based on a philosopher. So um, I will take up learning about something specific and I'll like dive really deep into it. And by the end of it, I'm usually inspired to do something else. So um yeah, podcasts are, I'm a huge listener of philosophy and psychology podcasts for that reason. I'll do a lot of reading. Um, and then also traveling, like you said, yeah, traveling is helpful. Just taking a break and taking that step back. Um, and then also immersing myself into other people's art, um, that I enjoy going to Mm -hmm. museums and galleries. Definitely always helpful. Yeah. And there's no shortage of that in New York. Yeah. Yeah. We're really lucky to have that. Definitely. Um, okay. Now we're going to go into like some rapid fire questions. Your biggest inspiration in the art world. Yeah. I, I guess cause. Okay. I love cause. Yeah. So cool. I have a cause tattoo actually. Oh my God. That's so cool. A dream collab with any artist or brand, I guess dead or alive. Hmm. Well, I'll give you a different answer, but obviously cause would be someone um although I yeah never mind um yeah cause um I guess dead or alive Basquiat then mm-hmm. um yeah those are good ones yeah <laughs> do you have a favorite art gallery or museum in the city or one of each um I love the Whitney mm-hmm. and new museum um and I like David Zwerner gallery um and I like the gallery that I just partnered with which is a Mac Fine Art Gallery in Florida so not New York but it's another great one favorite pill you could do like a top two that you work with um Advil and Tylenol what's the most challenging 
one, would you say? Um, honestly, probably the Benadryl. Um, yeah, the Benadryl or the aspirins, because those are so tiny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the tinier the pill, um, it's just harder to work with in general and more margin of error. Yeah. You have to have such like delicate little also fingers yeah like I feel like like I'm so shaky and my fingers are ginormous like I have very fat fingers so I'm not sure how you place them so perfectly well your fingers look beautiful to me (laughs) and yeah it the when I'm working on a piece that is with those smaller pills so like Benadryl or aspirin those take me so long I will break it up and last one, a piece of advice um, for any up-and-coming artists. Piece of advice. I would say to figure out a brand for yourself and be the biggest number one supporter for your own brand. Um, I think that's the most important. I think there are so many talented artists. I see people all the time tagging me in TikToks and stuff that are just so incredible, like skills that I couldn't even imagine having. Um, and they ask me, like, how do I get my my art out there? Um, I don't know. I have all this talent. I have these beautiful pieces, but I don't know how to sell it. And unfortunately, it, this is an industry where a lot of it is about marketing yourself. And if you embody a brand that you create or just yourself as a brand um, and you're the number one marketer of that people are going to see that and they're going to want what you're selling um, and they're obviously going to see your talent and and want to buy that um, but yeah it's so it's it's complicated it's a complicated industry awesome okay well, you've been crushing it so. yeah exactly so now for our five f's to kick it off for fun you could say, I guess, going to museums or art galleries. Yeah, and, like what's your favorite thing to do yeah. in New York for fun? Uh, yeah, I well, right. You just said uh, definitely top two favorites. And um, what else do I do for fun? I mean, going out in Brooklyn, really, and exploring the street art is one of my favorite things to do. I do street art myself. Um, so seeing other street artists work and... Uh, and going around looking at the tags and the stickers, I think is so fun. So I really will just like walk around and look at the streets. Yeah, that's actually really cool. That is really cool. And that's something like I feel like unique about the city. Yeah. And and like okay. unique about certain names. Okay, food. So like a restaurant yeah. that you're currently loving. And don't mind me, I'm sipping my wine. It's <laughs> seven o'clock oh, now. <laughs> um a planta, planta queen. Oh my God, it's down the block from my apartment. I, I was going to say, I feel like we've been, You've been mm-hmm. I, I passed with, oh, shout out to Lauren LC. I passed it with her, her when we were coming back from Soul Cycle one day and she was like, we have to try this place. It's your favorite, you said? Yeah, it's currently my favorite. It's so good. And I am a vegetarian, but okay. I've taught my entire family that are, they're not vegetarians and they cannot stop raving about it it is our favorite restaurant so yeah, that's right by you oh mars okay, we need to go let's like, go this week yeah. Like, yeah i've been dying to try it It like opened up relatively re- recently and it's like right by me okay and then fashion a fashion trend that you're l- either liking loving or like hating yeah or like strong see- opinion yeah. we love a strong opinion <laughs> okay um hmm well i i mean i appreciate fashion a lot but i actually 
Um, I myself don't really follow trends. So because of that, I think I really especially appreciate influencers and like other fashionistas who don't follow trends as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, especially those that have been like made accounts that are thrift flipping or thrifting. I think those have been really exciting to see because I thrift almost everything I wear. Um, and I don't have like the most crazy fashion sense. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably my top favorite. Like, I guess, I mean, it's not really a trend, but, um, something that I've been seeing a lot online more and more has been these thrifting and definitely. uh, Yeah. Probably my favorite. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like thrifting and like, like, I feel like literally anything vintage is just back in style, whether it's like an expensive vintage label or like designer. I'm here for it. A lot of, I feel like I've seen a lot of cool accounts on Instagram, like recreating vintage pieces or like repurposing them to like patchwork them with something else. Like I feel like there's been a lot of, and it's good for the environment. So we love that. Okay. Any fitness slash wellness, either trends or just like favorite things to do? Hmm. I mean, I work out, I like to do, um, classes, like more weightlifting stuff, bar classes or, um, Pilates, stuff like that. Yoga. Any like specific studio that you love? Um, I do a lot of pure bar or bar method, um, which are places that are kind of close to me. So I, I like to stay local because if something's too far from me, I won't do it. Yeah. (laughs) I need it to be as convenient and uh, as little time consuming as possible. Okay. Last one. Any fad? A fad that I'm enjoying right now, I guess I do like, I'm a big documentary watcher um, and docu-series watcher. So I like that that has kind of, I've seen just more of them. I guess other people enjoy them. Yeah, you're right. So really any documentary or docu-series that is educational, I love. Um, I know Netflix does those like there'll be like 15 minute, 20 minute long episodes where they teach you about a specific topic. And I've been really loving those. Um, and I, I guess, is that a fad? I don't know if that's I, a fad. Honestly, fad. now that you said that, there's also like the WeWork docu- docu-series yeah. that came out. We crashed. And then I actually saw one today on Netflix about the rise and fall of Abercrombie. Uh, yes, I saw that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good fad though. Okay. Um, so before we close out, Thank you so much. Can you please tell our listeners where they can find your art? Yeah. So my handle on all social media is Laws City, L-O-Z City. And that's the same for my website. It's lawscity.com. Um, and that's where you can purchase my public drops or you can send me an email um, and we can discuss like a commission or something. But uh, yeah, Laws City for, for all social media. We'll see you next week. Do you know?